The Tights and Fights podcast for over six years, a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment. Not doing it. Sorry, Alan. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the phenomenon Hal, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Ratterday Night Collision, Danielle Radford. Sorry. Look, I am also a copy-paste of another logo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just Lizzo in another font. Sure. It's fine. <laughs> and uh, right forever... Lindsay Kelk, also sorry. That would be so much cuter if I went like really up against it on deadlines. Like that would be so much mm-hmm. cuter if it went an accurate representation of my life, Julian. Sure. Mm-hmm. But sure, thanks. Woo, living the dream. Do the thing that you love, <laughs> and you'll never work a day in your life, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Except when you're constantly working. Except yeah, because it won't be a day; it will be every All day. The day. Yeah. <laughs> what a terrible week in terms of injuries. Three injuries, three severe injuries. Mercedes Monet, who lost these, was it the women's strong title that she was booked to win because she got injured, and then the ref didn't realize she was trying to end the match and didn't do the three count properly. Like, yeah, that was uh, a whole woof on that one. Yes, yeah, that's a mess. I, I think it's great for Willow. I think it's going to be really good for her. And you know, one thing that is good about Mercedes is that as of right now. She's in a position where she could come back after her injury and still, like, do good. She is going to be cooled off, but I think she'll get a big pop no matter where she goes and what happens. Oh, for sure. sure. Yeah. Agreed. I assume it's not going to be any filming of anything. You would hope that you would imagine, not hope, I hope these strikes do not last forever, but strike you would imagine forever. these strikes would give her time. Yeah, strike forever. Would give her time to heal up before season 84 of The Mandalorian. Yeah, especially with the possible SAG strikes that are coming up. She might have already been not working anyway. And hey, like, if the WGA is going to strike, everyone might as well strike now anyway. Let's Um, just all strike together at the same time. It will be adorable. And it's like, it's the most leverage. There's already going to be so much stuff that's going to be shut down because the writers aren't around anyway. So might as well take advantage of this and, like, use that leverage, especially now that Zasloff done pissed everybody off. Right, and everyone's getting really good at their signs. Mm -hmm. Everyone's got the puns going on Mm -hmm. and we just spend every week coming up with fun taglines for every episode of the mandalorian every season of the mandalorian if she's going to be in season 84 you know like season 84 mandalorian grogu's revenge oh i think that one will be good when she comes back for that maybe we could have a grogu wrestling crossover since we're having Mm. if mercedes is going to be in Star Wars shouldn't Grogu be in wrestling? Well, what's great is that I do have that like cute little Grogu doll, and it really does look like when they do all of Grogu's stunts on the set, a lot of them do look the same as when I throw the doll at someone else. Yeah, there so we, go. we could just bring a doll and just throw it around the ring, and as long as everyone there can play catch, we'll be just fine. Right, and if we don't have WGA and and we don't have SAG potentially, and even potentially. DGA 
could go on strike. Mm-hmm. That not only knocks out all of scripted television, but actually quite a lot of reality television as well. So all we will have left is wrestling because no one's allowed near a union on those shows. Oh, no. So it might be time for that Grogu US title run. It's just an idea. Mm. Well, he followed Mercedes, but only to AEW, and he's in the women's division. Oh, well. He's been there for like eight months. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't realize. I get it. I get it. But yes, uh, Mercedes Monet and her nay, I hope they heal well. (laughs) It doesn't translate as well as it did in text. (laughs) It took me a second. It's Monet and her nay. It's like when I do the awful and awful pun. Some things just <laughs> yeah, work better exactly. when they're written. <laughs> the people will write it down. That's a way Homer. Liv Morgan <laughs> and Dakota Kai also suffered injuries during their tag match. They are both out for an extended period of time. Yeah. yeah apparently Dakota like threw herself under the Liv just to like make it. Because uh, it sounds like mm-hmm. uh, Liv's injury would have been so much worse had Dakota not tried to, like, protect her and get herself injured in the process. Yeah. Explode her yes. own knee to protect her oh. co-worker. This is why I prefer to work in industries where you don't physically have to destroy your body to look out for your co-workers and friends. Like, I, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't wrestle. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I'm right. saying if they said, hey, Lindsay, do you mind busting your knee for the next seven months and probably getting some surgery... I hope she sent her, like, the biggest edible arrangement that they make. Or just the biggest edibles. She could get them from Mercedes Monet. See? <laughs> it's a full circle, people. <laughs> it's a full circle. It sucks when you get injured and you're white hot. But it feels like when that happens, you have a le- easier path to return. Unfortunately, I think the WWE's women's division is kind of a mess right now. Mm. Outside of, like, a few bright spots. So... It almost feels like when she comes back, they're going to have to build everything up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a real lust for damage control. It's Because I felt like, like you say, Hal, I think the whole women's division is kind of in the wilderness. Um, it feels like they're fishing around to see what's going to hit next because they don't really yeah. know. No. But it looked as though the damage control storyline was going to a Bailey versus EO blow up. Yeah. And yeah, still could. It still could, and but now it will have to do it as a one-on-one instead of a Dakota picks a parent to spend the week with and another parent to spend Saturday <laughs> with. Yeah, it's definitely the women's division feels very much like finally someone realized, hey, we can't just keep. And maybe it was because uh, Mercedes leaving, that it already seemed like they were getting towards it. But I really feel like now they're like, hey we really can't just rely on the four horsewomen. Like, we really need to start building up. And obviously, Bianca. Like, we have to build people up for these other people to fight. And so it felt like they were finally getting to the point where they were, like, building more people up. Rhea is a good example and others. And now it does feel like it's taking a little bit of a step back. Also, with what's going on with Rhea, there are a few people who have been like, well, I don't understand how Rhea helps the women's division. And it's like because she's the leader of a faction. Look, no disrespect, Rio. I know you're the champ and everything, but this is my interview. You don't interrupt mommy. Well, I just did. The question is, what are you gonna do about it? What is he gonna do about it? He's gonna remind you exactly who runs Monday Night Raw. Right, Dum Dum? 
Finn, whatever. You can say whatever you want. I Mommy don't is even in charge think of that Finn faction. is pretending anymore. I, Finn is fully like, no. you hold the remote mm-hmm. control. I will go out and get the pizza. And that's the thing is that I think that having Aria be in charge of a faction that is just running roughshod all over everyone in the Fed instead of her being just on Women's Division Island, which is how it can feel sometimes, because I feel like the dudes get to play around no matter what spot they're in. You might see them all over the card, but with the women, they're still like, you know, it's like how Cody Island used to be over in AEW. They're still on Women's Division Island, and that's why I like when you get to see them out and interacting with a lot of the roster. Those are the things that people really enjoyed when they say they enjoy the Attitude Era, like that that's the thing that they, it's on the tip of their tongue they can't think of. So of course it's like useful. Yeah, and I think until there's a solid plan and a solid contender, sorry, Natalia, uh, but a, a viable contender for her, like why would you take her away from what she's doing over in Judgment Day when that is one of the things that's really working? Yes. She needs a signature feud. It's early yet. Obviously, this upcoming Saturday's upcoming event isn't going to be the place for it. In fact, I didn't realize that was who she was wrestling. I didn't realize until like maybe today. (laughs) Maybe today I realized. Uh, Didn't even realize it. That's fair. It's it's not been. You know, like not everything can be the top thing can it that's that's the issue in wrestling everyone wants their fave to be the top thing and i want Rhea to be the top dog at all times yes Rhea needs to be on the card she is the champion Rhea needs someone to fight (laughs) natalia is someone Um, and honestly i think they could have a banger i think it could end up being a real a real win of a match so right well because it's like no one wants her to lose it that night but no one knows who to feed her either and it's like well then get natalia some time on the tv we know she can go. We know she can do a match. Also, Zelina, really, really fun match. Really fun match. She has mm-hmm. clearly been doing the work. She posts a lot of her progress stuff up on her Instagram. Yeah, like, good for her. I really, really like that match. Um, her and Asuka were fire together. Like, genuinely, really. And, yeah, she's been she's been really doing it. I will say, you do kind of got to work some more on the 619 but that's okay I was because that's ask not your move you, do you think and I, I mean it's such an easy parallel to make given the spot she's been in recently but do you feel like they're trying to make her into the female Rey Mysterio with yes. the way she's yes. presented and yes. what yes. she's been given right Selena <laughs> I like what you did out there thank you guys I, I feel so good I feel like the LW has lit a spark in me like no other I get to do this in front of my family, for mi gente, at Backlash in Puerto Rico. I'm ready. That it, she's suddenly the scrappy underdog? She's the little uh-huh. wrestler that could? Mm-hmm. She has to be. She does. She has to be. And I agree, especially like when when she was in uh, a managerial role for so long. Even with her like Queen of the Ring win, it didn't really seem to do as much for her as now bas- bas- basically being like the talkie, like being the person who represents the LWL. I 100% think that's what they're doing. I'm glad that she's still keeping all of her, like, her gear that really leans into, like, mm-hmm. um, being Puerto Rican. If they can pull it off and it works, then they, you can, you have a champion on your hands. You have a sympathetic, super popular babyface champion on your hands. Again, who is at the heart of a faction, uh, which and is And who can speak on the mic. Who can yeah. speak on the mic. 
in multiple the, languages the, and reach the, a variety the, of audiences. Well done. Yep, the, the way wrestling is structured right now. I'm not saying this is the way it should be. I'm saying this is the way it is. When you're teeny tiny, mm-hmm. no matter which division you're in, you have two roads. One is Spike Dudley, where you just get the crap beat out of you over and over again. And sometimes you win and people love you for it because you don't stop fighting even while you're getting the crap kicked out of you. Or you're Rey Mysterio, where you're constantly David and everybody you wrestle is Goliath yeah. all the time, including Eddie Guerrero, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. who will look like the great Kali next to you. I don't hate it, but I did know I thought that very specifically. I was like, boy, they're yeah. really like pushing the she is Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. angle. I guess I don't hate it. I mean, I I think she's great. I'm interested in it. We've never seen it, right? I don't think they've ever really done that with one of the women before. And we've had so many teeny Mm-mm. tiny women, but this is a great opportunity to try it. See what happens. People love her. There's something about her, though. I want to boo. I want to boo her. Yeah, I, I want to boo her. Yeah, she's got uh, she's heel face. Heel. She's got heel face. Yeah. But people love her, so maybe she'll be able to fight through it. And maybe when she finally does turn, it will feel amazing. Can I put an observation forward and tell me if I'm just being an idiot? Mm-hmm. I'm sick of watching Raquel Rodriguez smile aimlessly on television every week. What? What, else, what else is the thing? What does she? She's like, what her, her? She's, like, she's like Rocky Maivia. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. What is it? Oh, I'm, I smile and I have great back muscles. Which is fantastic. Like, she can but... wrestle. She's great. We've seen her do it before. She should be She should be Diesel. But isn't it time for her she to lose her shit? Isn't it time for her to be fucking through with this and pissed off and done with you Apparently putting her with not. another new partner and I'm getting fucked over again? And it's like, no, they're like, no, 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 just, just smile, babes, and, uh, and, yeah. and crack on. I really think she's done a good job in this story she's been in and i think she's better on the mic than she has been before i think she looks great right now i think they've like nailed her look she looks more confident um but yeah when i watched this week's roar and they just were like have a shotzi have a shotzi and she was like i found my new partner i'm like no flip your shit turn over a table say i'm fucking sick of this i'm done with this demand bianca like do something like Mm -hmm. i i'm i'm i agree hal i i would not be smiling if i was her I would be kicking Ronda Rousey's teeth in. You know, she should be furious. She should be so angry and frustrated. And instead she's saying, behold my back. It's not quite as big and defined as Rhea's, but we're still (laughs) making it my thing. Uh, Which is, sure. I think they have to wait until she loses to Ronda and Shayna, because that's what we're building towards. But it's been such a slow build because people got hurt. Good, but then she needs to kick the shit out of Shotzi at the end of that match. Uh, sorry, Shotzi, that's fine. but that's yes. what needs to happen. She needs to run Shotzi over with her own tank. Yeah. But- <laughs> like, it's going to be a big reaction. Do you, know, do you know what she doesn't need to do, which is concerning me? Because speaking about making Zelina the female Ray, and I realize the reductiveness of saying, this is the female version of a guy, but we are sadly mm-hmm. still in a position where we're still needing to do that. <laughs> and they're still the only definitions we have where we can't say she's the ex. It fucking scares me when they have her do Braun Strowman stuff. And I know that they're a couple in real life, but she will occasionally. They yeah. They will. That she, makes all the sense in the right? fucking world. You're right. Sometimes oh. you see that in her character that they're like, I'm going to do a run now. And it's like, don't. Don't do Mm-mm. a run now. You're. I think you're better than him. Stop it. Stop it now. And that worries me that they're going to try and make her a lady 
blonde yeah. strumming to appeal to the kids. And it's also like, hey, don't do the thing where you do. It's cute when you do the thing where you do your partner's moves when you're already super established mm-hmm. and they're super mm-hmm. established. But if not, then it just looks like you're they couldn't decide what to do with you and they just gave you your partner's personality. It's a lot of like yeah. what happened with Brie when Nikki was very much establishing herself as like, you know, Haas, Nikki, all of that stuff. And then Brie was like, I guess I get drunk really time sometimes and did Brie mode and then would just come out and do all of Daniel Bryan's moves. And it's like, OK, but who are you? Yeah, they gave her plaid. They were like, she wears plaid now. She wears a plaid shirt because yeah. he's from and Washington. he was also out. He was injured at the time. Yeah. yeah. So and she so was like, like the audience's <laughs> connection to him because he wasn't yeah. on TV at the time. But, it, it, you know, it didn't give her, once the Bella t- twins were trying to do their own separate thing and, like, really sell themselves as, hey, we're not just, like, one half of a whole. We're two individuals. It didn't give her anywhere to go. And that's my thing with Raquel's is, like, as soon as you start getting locked in, then you just become the woman who does her man's moveset. Uh, I don't want that for you. And I don't know if it's as commonly known that they're together, but it's, like, I don't know if it's because I know too much about all things that I'm... I'm looking for it when I'm seeing it, but I am seeing it. And I guess, I think, you know, 99% of viewers probably aren't seeing it and don't care. But every so often I'll see her do the, like, I'm a run now. And it's like, don't, don't be be better because I'm a, I'm a do a run now and knock a man down. It might be my least favorite move in the company right now. Mm. On the line of, of mystery tag team partners, I'm always impressed with, with performers who it almost feels like creative is daring them to fail. Like we're going to give you whatever. And they're just so good that the audience is with them no matter what. Right. I'm talking of course about LA Knight, who the audience desperately wants on television all the time. I think the storyline that they're cooking up with, with street profits is really fun of him, (laughs) of him making it all about him Hmm. and saying he can beat them with anybody like with, Basically, I can beat you with, like, the worst person on the roster. That brings out Rick Boogs, who, of course, takes the loss. And then he beats up Rick Boogs and has to go find another partner. I like the I like the way the story's going. I think it's going to help get him over. I'm sure it's not, you know, it's no, uh, I don't think they did it. And they were like, hmm, well, what are we going to do next week? But I, I like this for him because I think it is, it helps establish his character more. And it also lets you see going up against the Street Profits is a pretty good way to take the temperature of how how much of a heel you can be like are they mm-hmm. gonna keep cheering mm-hmm. for him just because he has catchphrases that they like or is he can he make them can he generate heat for himself mm. by by being that if not it's just a cool heel they're That's doing fine. a series of tests right they have you against new day and it's like obviously mm-hmm. anyone can have a great match against woods because yeah. he's fucking great and he's great on the mic but it's like can you hold your yeah. own and it's like okay you pass that one let's let's see what you can do here now and like I'm so curious as to what the plan is for him because we've said it a thousand times. Like, he doesn't have 20 years. He doesn't have 10 years potentially in him, you know? Like, he's not a young fella. Mm -hmm. But he's so good. He has so much upside. And I know he makes Papa Hal really happy. So that makes me want to see him do more things. I think it becomes very dangerous when people are put in that position where, hey, we're just going to keep giving you stuff and making you prove you can do it, where then that becomes the person that you are forever. And mm-hmm. even if you get something that works, you're immediately back in the shit. I'm, of course, I'm thinking about Miro 
Um, I'm thinking about Dolph Ziggler. Even mm -hmm. uh, sometimes Sasha, they'll do that where like they'll do that and then they'll give her a bunch of like nonsense and then like they would bring her and have her do other stuff. Or you could just like give him the stuff that works and fucking strap a rocket to him like you do everyone else. Mm -hmm. I would love to see him with a belt. I just think he would be so fun. And he was so yeah. over at Mania, an event he was not booked on. I want him with the money in the bank case so bad. I know. Yeah. I want it so great fucking choice. bad. He's a great choice. They're not going to do it, but... They're not going to do it, but come he's on. He's a great secondary champion. Look, I mean, anyone in the UK who's going, you feel like you want to throw yourself, you want to Dakota Kai yourself during the match to fix it for him. <laughs> James Ellsworth. <laughs> James Ellsworth. <laughs> anyone to listening to this who's going to it, I'll be in the UK a couple of days later. I could bring you, like... Some goldfish crackers. They're oh. hard to get in England. If there's anything mm. you need from America and you would like to do it in a trade for somehow making sure that LA Knight wins money in the bank, DM me. I'll, I'll see what Worst I can do. Worst chocolate. No one yeah. wants that, Hal. No one wants, no one wants chocolate. No one wants a chocolate. Does. No. Worst chocolate. Single person. Or Dom. I will accept Dom Dom with a briefcase. It won't happen. <laughs> Dom Dom. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept it, though. No matter what, this is an embarrassment of riches this weekend. Julian bleeped this. We've got on Saturday, then NXT Battleground on Sunday morning, and Double or Nothing from AEW on Sunday evening. Are you setting aside to... I'm going to be on a five-day vacation during this time. Friday through Tuesday. Hell yeah. So I don't know if I'll watch <laughs> sort of a vacation from everything, so I don't know if I'll be watching wrestling. I'm interested in Night of Champions, honestly. I'm mm -hmm. interested in the card. Mm -hmm. And therein lies the rub. Like, am I... I don't know... I, I don't know what to do. Is it? Am I a bad person if I watch it? Because I have not watched any of the others. I, it's hard, isn't it? Because you, the easy answer is yes, we would be a terrible person if we watched it when we haven't watched the others. But then if I want to defend myself, which I so often do, which is how I justify 97% of my actions, I can. I'll find a way. And I'm like, well, I, I unsubscribed from the network when they started doing this. And I put in my little, mm -hmm. why are you doing this? We don't care, but tell us. I put because you're going to the bad place uh, to do the bad things. But now it's part of Peacock. <laughs> and I'm like, well, they don't give two shits whether or not I unsubscribe. Um, but I guess Pe maybe NBC would care more if I unsubscribe, but I'm also not going to unsubscribe from Peacock. So they've got me over a moral barrel mm -hmm. in which I look at the world outside my window, which is, is, is just a garbage fire, a giant garbage fire. And at the bottom of the garbage fire is just a big pile of poo. So I look at mm -hmm. that and I think, Fuck it, I, I might watch it. You know, I just think for all my moral stands that I'm taking right now in life, this one might mm -hmm. be the one where I let myself watch three hours of wrestling. I'll probably wind up following it on social media because like mm -hmm. it's unavoidable on social media and people are posting clips. Literally every time I've seen anything from any of these, it's been just because I've been on social media and I'm like, oh shit, that happened. Oh, okay, that happened. Oh, <laughs> he fell. You know what I mean? Like it's... um. Yeah, it's only like 10 a.m. in L.A., right? I mean, 10 a.m. on Saturday in L.A. Yeah. is... Yeah. I'm, I am I also, how I'm going away this weekend. How exciting. I'm being made to go up a mountain so I can stop being stressed about things. But it's only going to make me more stressed because I'll be up a mountain and the things mm -hmm. I'm stressed about won't be accessible, which will only make me worry about them more. But yeah. the theory is that it will make me less worried. So I won't be able to watch it live anyway. And you're right, Danielle. I think if I don't watch it live, I probably won't go back and watch the whole thing i'll just end up catching mm -hmm. up bits of it yeah, oh man i saw yeah. i just made my just told you all what a terrible morally ambiguous person i am for nothing 
I'm probably not going to watch it anyway. Yeah, well, here's the thing. is like you already knew in the back of your brain you were going to be going up a mountain. So it's like... So it just confessed to being morally ambiguous at the best of times. Ethically gray. <laughs> what about the <laughs> other gray. What about the other <laughs> shows? Gray. Battleground or or Double or Nothing? Or either no, I don't give two shits. Absolutely not. Sorry. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. You can continue to leave us your thoughts on the upcoming Summer of Wrestling in our Facebook group and all of our other socials via the links in the show notes. When we come back, the phenomenon up next on Tights and Fights. I'm glad you said that because nobody says that. Can I just say thank you to you for such a thoughtful interview? Oh my God, yeah. I think you nailed it. Bullseye. Interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. Listen to the Bullseye podcast only from NPR and Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, joined by Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelp. It's time to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. Rhymes with shit. Holy shit! WWE. I love Kate. Look at this face. A hard fart victory. Live, pal. What? Should I have put um get a life kit in there somewhere? I think we have to put get a life kit in there. I think we have to put it great. Good for you, Brock. Great moment. AJ Styles rapidly rose to the top of the card of WWE when he debuted in 2016 at the Royal Rumble. His run so far has included championships at every level, including the WWE title twice. It's all been a culmination for a career that has taken him around the globe, success everywhere he goes. AJ Styles is a winner. AJ Styles beat John Cena. Where's my trophy? Huh? Where's my trophy? I am the elite. I am the greatest. I am the phenomenal AJ Styles. I knew who AJ Styles was. I probably knew him most from the X Division, the TNA mm. X Division. Mm-hmm. Not that I watched it, but I just knew him. I knew the name. <laughs> this is the same as I knew Samoa Joe. You both watch a lot more non-WWE wrestling than I do. What was your level of familiarity with AJ even before he got to Japan? Yeah, I knew I knew of him from like Impact because that was one of the things that if you were going to watch Impact, you were going to watch a Samoa Joe versus AJ match. Like that was going to be something that you were going to watch amongst, you know, all the old dudes and Christian. And then, yeah, I really started getting interested when he started going and doing fucking bangers in New Japan and like doing a lot more indie stuff where he would just like, oh, AJ Styles is here. That beautiful, beautiful gazelle, as I used to call him. Yeah, I I was not a TNA gal. Honestly, don't even know if it was on in the UK. And somebody will tell me that it was, and I'll say, oh, you know, I was poor and I had no channels. <laughs> Look, <laughs> dial up internet. But I found out about him mostly in New Japan when he joined Bullet Club, and I thought, what shiny hair? Mm. But I, I mean, even then, I think he only really came to prominence for me when I when the rumors was swirling around that he was going to leave. Like I I knew about, I knew Bullet Club. I would Mm. watch Bullet Club. I was very invested in that. Obviously, the more I was invested, when I moved to LA and I would start following PWG and the Young Bucks and and all the stuff that was happening there with the Bullet Club in Japan, I found out more about him. But by then it was like, oh, he's going to leave soon and Kenny is going to take over. And then I think the biggest thing for me was when Kenny kicked him out of Bullet Club 
physically, mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally and metaphorically, he was kicked out <laughs> of Bullet Club, which is just one of those fantastically iconic moments that New Japan and, in fairness, Bullet Club and the Elite uh, do so well. Because when you think about them, there a lot of them are Bullet Club, but actually a lot of them are just Kenny Omega. <laughs> like a lot of them are Kenny and his. Yeah incredible dedication to visual story storytelling mm-hmm. but yeah that to me is one of those iconic moments Bullet Club is united around Omega and they are stomping away on AJ Styles Bullet Club has turned on AJ and then I know when he showed up in WWE like I flipped out the phenomenal one is here One of the very early, like, oh my God, this is happening. Things are changing here, pops, right? It Mm. was like when Finn came to NXT, when Kenta came to NXT. But this was the main roster. This is a huge deal. And I do remember thinking, like, wow, maybe things are changing here. If this is, if, if this can happen, if if AJ yeah. Styles can walk through these doors and everyone goes crazy, everyone knows who he is, things have changed in the in the global scheme of things. Things have changed. Yeah, and I think especially because of the way that WWE treated it, with like, hey, like this was that was really one of the first times they were like, hey, there's been rumors about this AJ Styles guy, so go over to our official WWE website or check out our official WWE Twitter, and we'll tell you five things you need to know about this person you've heard all these rumors about. And so not only was it the fact that he was able to go that they were so invested in the success of him coming over that they were like, you know what, we're going to break our own kayfabe in a way that we that we previously haven't with acknowledging that other companies exist and things like that, which is a thing that they very rarely do unless you're like the biggity, biggity, biggest, biggest, biggest legend in the world. And then even then it only happens in your Hall of Fame speech. And so they made sure to kind of not just stoke the rumors and help people get hype, but also be like, hey... We're going to go ahead and give you some information about this dude so that you can pretend you always knew it and you were cool. Just the, he's just such a like a solid dude. Even the, that last match against the Undertaker mm. during the Pando. Yeah. They got a good match out of the Undertaker. Like they figured out how to do it. A lot of that is is pre-taping it, but it was like a good send-off for that character at the time. Yes. Yeah. It's so scary. It's not look scary at all. Hey, Undertaker, where are you? I'm here! Come on, big man, where you at? I'm ready! I'm ready! I thought his presentation initially when he came in was outstanding. I always think of that. I always think of him yeah. throwing the hood yes. back and mm-hmm. going up on his toes. But like that's that very specific, like Michael Jackson looking shit. Yes. <laughs> and, and you don't know it's him. It could be a heel dressing up. Like you don't know until the hood comes back. You know, it's you're 99.9%, yeah. but that little bit always tugs yeah. at you. And then the the early stuff he did on SmackDown during that iteration of the brand split really helped to to build it up. His stuff with, with Dean Ambrose. He's carried some crosses for that company. He's he's taken an albatross and he said, I can make this into a cute accessory. Um, mm. And he's done his best. He's done his best as Uncle Alan. If he wins the title, he has to go over to Raw, which you would assume would bring the the rest of his group with him can't remember what they call him don't say it because i don't care um 
is he the right guy to launch this championship? Well, here's the thing. Seth is going to be really busy marveling. That was who I wanted. Period, point blank. I thought it should have been Seth. But the point, I think at least I'm inferring or what what I can kind of tell, the point of this championship is to actually have a present champion who is going to be defending it often because the goal is to keep uh, Roman reigning until he gets rid of the record of the racist. And so while they're doing that, then we still have someone who was a fighting champ and a title that can move from person to person to person. And so as much as I wanted it to be Seth, if it's Seth, he's got to lose it quick before he goes away again. And so I think that AJ brings a pedigree to the title that is going to do a lot. And again, with his history and with what he's done in other companies and the fact that you know, knees don't last forever. I know that they've been injecting people with whatever, whatever's given people new necks and new knees and all that stuff, but you can only do that for so long, especially at the level that AJ wrestles at. You don't want to see AJ not being able to be AJ. And so I think that like, this is a great opportunity for him to have a really good fighting champion run for however long everything, he is still able to wrestle at his peak before maybe he'll start to be more of a part-timer or whatever it is that he is that he decides that he wants to do our gorgeous gazelle is not a spring chicken and so i don't mind the idea of putting this on him and you know at this point aj's got the credentials he's got the talent he's got the status it is up to the company to make everyone appreciate and understand why it's a big deal and i wouldn't be mad at the club coming over to raw potentially because it's another I mean, then you've got the stable, you know, and I know we've already yeah. seen them tangle with Judgment Day a little bit, but I, I'd like to see Minchin against Rhea some more because that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's a fun lineup for me. I, I can take or leave Gallows and Anderson when they're not on the Talking Shop podcast or doing Backyard Mania, but I like when people get paid. Um, so I do. I would be okay with them being there also, uh, which again, Look. shout out to AJ for his... Frequent, which again was another way that I knew him, was his appearances both actively on or referenced to on the Talking Shop podcast um, <laughs> with Gallows and Anderson, which is where Uncle Alan comes from, as they would call him Uncle Alan. And we've really run with that. And I, I love that for us. I love that. I bet he likes it too. I bet he, I bet he doesn't. Yeah. I bet he hates when people call him Uncle Alan. Yeah. I think uh, he thinks it's so much. He probably it. think his southern his southern training probably makes him think it's really disrespectful. I, I look. I want to see Rhea lift a club member. I want to yep. see. It. It's I fun. would love to see Rhea punch out Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows a couple of times. Yeah. I've got time for that. I'm available. Yeah. I've got room in my schedule for that. I, I mean, I love seeing Finn versus AJ all day long. Like, give me my all New day, Japan rematches. Day. Give me AJ versus Nakamura again. A fantastic match if you ever want to go back and see that in New Japan. They had an absolute Ooh. fucking mm. dream match. I, I actually think there's a lot of upside to what AJ could bring to that title and the matches he would have mm-hmm. that we already know would be exceptional. We know, but Seth will be great too, and it's it's really hard to know. But I I really like your I really like your rationale, Danielle, that he should have this. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. It's, well, we love AJ Styles, but don't take our word for it. Here's what you said about AJ Styles. Kyle on Twitter said, "I've watched Impact from the start, and AJ is synonymous with the brand. He for sure had some story whiffs, but he could always go in the ring. Mm. 
AJ versus Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels at Unbreakable is in my top three matches. Finally, Brian on Facebook said, Years ago, I watched a match he had with Brian Danielson that took place in 2004 inside an armory in Indiana. The crowd was maybe two dozen large, if you're being generous. Despite that, they put on a clinic. AJ has had other great matches and feuds, but that one match truly showed his love of the industry. If you have any thoughts on Alan, don't be as flat as he thinks the earth is. Let us know about it on Facebook, Instagram, and our Twitter page. He's just asking questions, Hal. He's just asking questions. He just wants you to do your own research. He just doesn't know. Just do your own research. He just doesn't know. You can find the links in the show notes. When we come back, we've got some things from wrestling we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalen. Listen, you like podcasts, right? Sure you do. Don't try and lie to me. You're listening to one right now. So why not try a different one called R1, The Flophouse? Uh-huh. And on The Flophouse, we watch a movie and talk about it. And then sometimes we also do other stuff. It's all meant to be funny and fun, and we think you'll have a good time. And just to be clear, the name of the podcast is not Our One, The Flophouse. It's just called The Flophouse. <laughs> I do a lot of correcting Dan. The Flophouse. A lot of correcting Dan. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, joined today by... Daniel Radford. And... Lindsay Kelp. And it's time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Danielle, what would you like to put over today? I've been talking a lot about how much I love Zelina Vega, which is this is like not the first time I've done it, nor will it be the last. But Zelina put up, I don't, I believe it was on either Instagram or Twitter. I'm trying to find it. But basically a very sweet anniversary post dedicated to a hub, just kind of talking about like their their life and how they met and talking about how blessed she is to be married to such a fantastic dude and how much they've learned together in the ring and outside of it. And then also a lot of pictures of cats because, you know, um, we here are very big fans of the Black family cats. We're huge fans. We loved watching them. I feel like I'm more invested in the cats relationship because I feel like I remember when they lived in two separate houses and then That's when the cats got together. That's how we found out they were going out, Danielle. Me and yep. Danielle texting across <laughs> the Atlantic Ocean because I was in the UK on a book tour yep. and we were texting each other going like, wait a second, Tubby Tomato and whatever uh-huh. potato i've forgotten their names are in the same place at the same time and they're in the same tattooed hands taking care of these cats and that's how we found out and that's who women are <laughs> men so think about yourselves before you do anything uh-huh. i'm not going to mention vanderpump rules again but this is who we are this is what we can do don't try and <laughs> trick us with through the medium of reality television or cats, because we will bust you. We are private investigators, baby. But yeah, so congratulations to them. And again, I just, I'm just, I'm on a real big Zelina Vega kick right now because she sure. has been kicking ass. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to the kitties. And congratulations to us to getting to see the kitties. I love it. Lindsay? Do you know, like, I was looking at AJ Styles stuff, and as soon as we'd stopped talking about it, I was like, no, but like, let's talk about when Samoa Joe was like, I'll be your daddy to his wife. And like, let's, like, all those magical moments. Yeah. Hey, Wendy. Uh, What a great moment. I'm not putting that over, although you should definitely go and 
take a look at Samoa Joe just looking at camera and be like, hey, Wendy, because it is a magical moment. <laughs> and I miss that it's guy. Really I miss him on my WWE television programming. I am putting over a video. It was a reel on uh, Instagram of Oscar doing her makeup, doing mm. her creepy clown makeup. Get ready with me. Yeah, it was an it was yeah. Oscar's murder clown. Get ready with me, ostensibly to celebrate Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Sure, WWE. I love when you play lip service to these things. Pay lip service, but mm. do nothing of any meaning. But thanks, I guess, for doing something. Um, but it was magical to see, and I I know people have asked me before, like, oh, do you think she does it herself, or does she have someone do it? Because obviously a lot of wrestlers mm. have someone do it. Like, Finn has someone, has to come in and paint. Obviously, Finn could not paint that demon, <laughs> demon yeah. on himself. That yeah. would be so sure. silly and very hard. Actually, just really beautiful to watch her do it. Mm. I would fully, like, a non-sped up version possibly with some soothing music in the background and not her entrance music which is the opposite of soothing um because it is gorgeous to watch her do it and um i'm proud of her for doing that herself kanachan tv please please put up some asmr get readies with me we love them we love one of her first videos is her testing different rice cookers and then like eating like some fish and it is so calm and like chill yeah. and like the one where she's just like making cabbage soup and so she's just yeah. grinding 80 uh, cabbages or whatever spiralizer when she gets a spiralizer uh. and she's just spiralizing vegetables i maybe i'm just putting over oscar i've watched her buy two cars i <laughs> i would watch this woman do anything please throw us a bone connor and please. Uh, i went with you to buy a wallet you know, like, come come on. <laughs> I watched you run to the grocery store. It was too far. You misjudged it. That's fine, though. It uh, was too far. It was too far to run back with the groceries. But yeah, it's really amazing to watch it. And um, it is just such good makeup. It's so good. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to put over. A small white child gets off a school bus. After having a very good day, and he enters back into his home in a very special way. Here's a clip. He gets his milk, don't worry. Is he saying hurl yeah instead of hell yeah? Cause he's Look, a child. He'll get he'll get <sighs> the shit beat out of him. He doesn't want that. He doesn't yeah. want that. None of us wants that. He's too None precious to all yeah. of us. I don't know what he's gonna grow up to be, but I always want to remember him like this. So let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you can find a link to that in the show notes to watch the video. That's that's really where it uh, where it where it flies. I want Julian to play the Taylor Swift song Never Grow Up under you doing that. Because that's what we need for that child. <laughs> Never grow up. Don't you that does it for up. this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin. You can follow me at Hal Lublin and all the socials. There's all sorts of fun stuff that I'm doing. I'll talk about it there. And soon, maybe I'll be on strike. Who knows? Support the Writers Guild. Danielle? Find me at Danielle Radford on Twitter. Um, I'm usually plugging stuff there. What do I got going on? I am still doing, I think we're getting ready to do the last couple of, a few episodes of the Star Trek game that I'm playing, the uh, Star Trek Online game. 
or not a Star Trek Online, Star Trek Adventures, sorry, TTRPG that we do every Monday on the Steampunks channel. I'll plug that when that's coming. And then, uh, yeah, keep watching the Monist trailers. We are not Union, which is actually maybe part of the problem. So I can still make those. I checked. It sucks actually having to check and do diligence about who you can work with. Every week I'm like, okay, well, if this strike happens, who can I work with if that strike happens? But you know what? It, it's for a good cause. And uh, I'm glad that we're that we're all doing it. And we're all sticking together. You know, find me on a picket line somewhere, probably. I'm going to see if I can sit down at a table and hand out snacks. Fantastic. Lindsay? Find me at that table getting those snacks uh, from Danielle. Um, So that's the first place you'll find me because mama loves a snack. Yeah, I got books. You can find those books. Those books are available in your bookstores, on your ebook stores, and in libraries. We're doing a really fun... I can't announce it yet because it's... um, Like, we're not allowed to tell anyone anything because Amazon said so but we're doing a really fun thing in June and I realized I was going to tell you because I thought this would be out by the 1st of June but it won't but next week I'll be able to tell you if you're in the UK you'll be able to get one of my books for a veritable bargain on ebook and we've done something really fun with the cover so I'll be able to tell you about that next week but yeah books books are a thing and I'm on the internet because I should be writing so I am on the internet currently comparing 2023 Vince McMahon with 2023 Tom Sandoval Two worms with mustaches. Oh, you know, I'm. Uh, I should be writing, and so I'm on the internet. I am currently um, reading fan fiction. Reading nice. fan fiction. Nice. Yeah. Anything good? Yeah. Uh, it's real rough out here. Uh, yeah, I'll send you some stuff. Excellent. I don't have internet at my house. Our producer is the phenomenal <laughs> pun Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Oh, Thank so you to good. all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. You can find those in the show notes. You can also find our Tights and Fights WrestleMania shirt at the Max Fun Store, maxfunstore.com. Celebrate ice cream Christmas all year long. Mm. And, you know, cover those nips when it's cold. We'll be back mm. next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Or don't. Don't cover them when it's cold. I mean, if it's cold, you don't want to freeze. You get hypothermia of your titties. That's true. And then your nipple falls off. Exactly. Here comes the pain, bow to the masters, this is a podcast, they are podcasters. Max Fun's the network, Tyson Fights is the name. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.